Hey everybody, welcome to Random Musings from the Clinical Trials Guru. I really want to thank you for listening. If you feel compelled to do so, make sure you subscribe, uh, leave a review, comment, share, whatever you feel like doing. Help me out trying to grow this podcast, trying to continuously deliver value. A couple of things before we get into the show, check out the links in the show notes to my CRA Academy, my CRC Academy, both of them doing very well as far as getting people jobs in the marketplace. Check those out. Also, if you need help getting studies for your site or anything else, or even launching a site, basically any help for your site, we have a low monthly fee consulting service where we have helped many clients become and continue to be successful site owners through our background efforts of business development and support staff. Text me 949-415-6256. Please check out the links in the show notes as well for the book, The Comprehensive Guide to Clinical Research. It's been selling really well, getting very well received by the community. Thank you guys so much for that. Also check out the YouTube member page. Join this channel to get perks. That's my YouTube uh, membership. It's 10 bucks a month. You get a monthly mastermind exclusively. It's a Zoom call every month with other YouTube members. Uh, You also get weekly videos exclusive to the YouTube members on how to use social media to improve your opportunities in life sciences. So check that out. Really means a lot to me. And thank you so much again for listening and enjoy the show. Guru Nation. Welcome back. How's it going? What from one 49er fan to another? We got Marcel Ruiz. Marcel Ruiz and I both just came off of a Latinos in Clinical Research live Zoom webinar where we discussed um well, we discussed a lot. We discussed Marcel's career, we discussed how he got in, we discussed a little bit of IMG and his early story. We got the full like 50 minute interview underneath this video. And if you're listening on the podcast, links to the show note is there as well. So we're not going to get into like his story again. We just did that. You guys go watch that. I want to get into, because I took some notes during that interview. I want to get into how Marcel was able to have the persistence uh, to, I guess, continue and not give up. That's one of the things. And another thing, I want to talk about LinkedIn, how he used LinkedIn to grow his brand really quickly in a short period of time. And his LinkedIn's underneath this video description as well. And finally, Marcel is somebody who's followed my videos. At least he says he has. I think he has. Followed, did the recommendations, didn't do any of our academies, although that would have helped too, but he didn't need it. I always tell you guys, you don't need it, but we have everything set up for you in case you do, right? So you either put time or you put money, right? That's one of the, there's no other option. Either you're going to put blood, sweat, and tears, a lot of it, or like a little less blood, sweat, and tears with some money. That's basically the only options you have. There's nowhere, there's nothing else you can do. So Marcel is an inspiration, living proof that what I talk about works and This is especially important for international medical graduates, but it's really important for anybody. 
anybody who's trying to get in. So Marcel, thank you for coming on after a wonderful presentation on Latinos in clinical research. Thank you for coming on for like a mini little inspiration. Thank you for having me on, Dan. I, I really appreciate it. Thank you. So how did you do it? You Let's go to the first video you watched. What what were you thinking? Research is not for me. Research is for me. What were you thinking? What was going through your head? Well, um, I got exposed to research working at a hospital. Um, you know, for those of you that want to find out about my background and my story, Dan's going to post a video. I'll, I'll go through in more detail about my uh, work experience. But I was at a hospital uh, working, um, and it was a large academic medical center. Um, a lot of research going on, and I got exposed to a lot of the cl clinical trials that were going on there. And um, that's pretty much, you know, from there, I, it, that's where I, the interest kind of came. It, you know, it sparked my interest. Um, mm -hmm. During my medical med school years, um, we, we do not get any exposure to uh, industry-funded clinical trials, right? There's a lot of right. it's, it's academia. Right. So you do uh, get some research experience, but a lot of it are observational studies. You don't have any, you know, any uh, IND type uh, studies. Um, and so when I came to this hospital and I started working there, I saw a lot of I'd get called in to, to, to I was, I was uh, my background uh, here in the U.S. was a medical interpreter. Um, so I would get called in to interpret for a lot of these uh, limited English proficient patients that the study coordinator, the PI, would need to have uh, an interpreter present. And at the hospital, that's a, you know, it's a requirement. Um, in order to consent the patient that only spoke Spanish, they would have to call in um, uh, the interpreter, right? So, and especially uh, during the informed consent process. Um, so that's where I got my, kind of my exposure. I got really interested. And then I looked up your videos, Dan, on, on you know, just kind of looked up clinical research on YouTube. And the first video that I came into was the four hour long video mm. um, where you, you know, the crash course into uh, clinical research. And, um, you know, I saw the video. I, I thought it was great. You know, it, it's a really great uh, perspective, really good a bird's eye view of what goes on um, in all of clinical research. Right. Who are the stakeholders? Uh, I highly recommend if you haven't watched Dan's video. Um, and also, um, you know, from there, I, I subscribed to your channel and started watching a lot of your content. Um, and I, I'd have to say, I have to say that your a lot of your videos really um, gave me a lot of knowledge and information on how to proceed um, to actually, you know, get, get into research. Um, I also, uh, I recommend your book. I, I bought, I bought the book, uh, the you. Comprehensive Guide to Clinical Research. Dan Sfera and Chris Saubert recommended a very great, great book. Thank you. I actually got the physical copy. I didn't get the audio book. Um, ah, the audio book's great. <laughs> you don't need it anymore, but that's great. That's two books because we go off script. Like every paragraph, we stop and talk. Me and Chris just have a conversation. I, I enjoyed I enjoyed the book. It helped me out a lot. It really did. Um, you know, exactly what the title says. It's the comprehensive guide <laughs> to clinical research. Man, thank and, you. And... Um, so that, you know, having all that, uh, you watching Dan's videos, reading the book, um, kind of really gave me, you know, gave me the, the idea or gave me the confidence to actually, um, go on and pursue trying to getting, getting into clinical research. So um, how did from, you, 
sustain this enthusiasm because I'm with you this whole part. Like what you just said is common for a lot of people, but they don't make it through to the other end like you did. Um, Uh, Like I would say the vast majority don't. So you have this initial enthusiasm where, and like I could see the people LinkedIn messaging me and emailing me. And then the ones who go through and say, I actually ended up getting a job, very few. But the ones that keep asking how, 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 it's just like, you know, there's a lot of them. So how do you sustain this? Because it's initial peak of enthusiasm. And then this is where a big question mark lies. And I think the variable is on the, the individual, what you do after this initial enthusiasm. You know, I, I think it also comes down to how you handle these. Uh, I mean, there's always going to be bumps in the road, right? And um, during your, your, you know, your goal, whatever you're trying to, you know, if you're trying to get into research, you're going to have these these bumps down, you know, along the road. It's just how you overcome them. Uh, continue to persist. Um, you know, learn as much as you can. Like I, I, you know, before I, before I actually went out to apply, I, I, you know, read your book. I did a lot, you know, uh, saw a lot of your content. I did my, uh, you know, apart from your uh, channel, I, I do watch um, other people that are in the space as well. So I try to, you know, really get in as much information that I can, how to get in. And, and I think that's what, um, I think that's just me. That helped me. I, I, that's just the way I am. I like to, to consume as much uh, information that I can so that I can, you know, make my, my decision and see how I can approach um situation but but you're human like everyone else right this you on the latinos in research interview you said you asked 10 doctors uh to volunteer and all 10 said no the 11th said yes by number three like what are you feeling internally do you feel defeated or like you know i i through this i didn't feel it as like a personal attack on me like you know, like something's wrong with me. I, I'm more just kind of looked at the situation. Okay. Maybe, you know, and the way I saw it is, okay, this doctor really doesn't have time. You know, a lot of doctors are busy. <laughs> they you know? don't, a lot they of don't. them don't. They, they don't have time. So it's just, a, it's a, it's a numbers game. Eventually you're going to run into, uh, and you know, funny that you brought that up. I only, not, not only did I ask uh, the doctors that worked at the, uh, hospital that I was working at, but I also, reached out to sites, you know, like, uh, research okay. sites in my area, I, you know, put in a quick, uh, Google maps, uh, search, uh, clinical research, um, I think sites or just yeah. research. And I made a list of the different sites that were in my area. I, I also went personally to these sites and, uh, one of the, one of the places that I went to, they, they were going to allow me to as well become a, you know, intern. Yeah, as a research assistant, but then at that point I already had the other ones at the hospital, so I had ah, too much going on. Okay, but a great, uh, you know, a great thing that somebody can do is also, you know, go to Google Maps, put in clinical research, look at the sites in your area. That's awesome, Marcel. How did you? What did you do when you walked into that site? How did it work? Because a lot of people, I t- I'm telling them to do this. I don't know how many are doing it. You're like one well, of the first ones I talked to who are actually had like a positive outcome because of it. Well, before I actually went down there, I, I called, right. I, I, mm-hmm. I'd call these uh, sites first and, uh, you know, try to get, get past, uh, the, you know, 
and speak to somebody, either the the site manager or um, you know, you, you know, I'd I'd ask for the the doctor so and so that's in charge of the clinic, right? Yeah. And um, you know that you don't typically get through right away on the no. first try. <laughs> Even I don't get through right away to my PI. <laughs> yeah, but I got through to one. I think it was a study coordinator. And, um, she set up, uh, you know, I asked her as like, I, I mentioned to her that I'm interested in maybe volunteering. I, you know, and I told her my background, I have a medical background or, you know, if in the, whatever the case may be, if you don't have, a, if you have some kind of experience as a, you know, medical assistant, or if you're, uh, um, I don't know if you're a CNA, whatever type of experience I'll you tell have, you whatever what's you big, can bring to the table. If you manage an Instagram or a Facebook or a TikTok, every site needs that. They just don't have time. Yeah. And so I, I kind of leveraged that. And, um, the fact that I, um, also speak Spanish in, in my, Ooh, just in my area, big time. It, it's a huge, um, Hispanic, uh, uh, Spanish speaking population. So you, you kind of, you know, speaking Spanish is a definite plus, right. Um, especially in a lot of these, uh, clinics. Um, Absolutely. so si se puede. Se puede. Uh, <laughs> Marcel, Let's go now to, we, we talked about your resume, Ashley Margo, who helped you make your resume was yes. on the Latinos in clinical research one. So if you want to discuss trans, if you want to see him discuss transferable skills and hear it, it's kind of cool. You hear it from Ashley and him and Marcel at the same time. It's kind of cool. We're not going to do that here, but link underneath, but I want to go because we didn't focus on your LinkedIn profile. I took a glance at your LinkedIn profile during that webinar. You're at like almost 1200 followers yes that's a lot for somebody who just started in research did you have a linkedin prior to doing research or is that a tool that you incorporated for your job hunt i incorporated linkedin right i had a linkedin profile actually no i i did i had one created but it wasn't um you know what i i didn't really get my linkedin up and running until i started working with ashley really um, yeah I, I didn't have a linkedin before okay, that okay okay um, that's impressive actually really really showed me the importance of actually using linkedin so linkedin has been a great tool so that nice uh, headshot you have everything you have there is by design there's like nothing by accident on your linkedin right now everything even the photos the background everything's um you know it's all algorithm based and you know it's very very optimized so it's it's a great tool if you know how to use it i didn't know how to use linkedin um i didn't know its potential they don't right? teach you that in med school <laughs> that's not something we learn in med school. <laughs> yeah so to grow that quickly in like less than a year is impressive and you're what's been your main strategy for growing it like interacting with other people's posts Yes. Or just mass connecting with people or like, what, what are you doing? Um, you know, there's different, there's different, uh, things that you can do. Um, one thing that you can do is, um, you know, go to, I, what I, what, what I was using it for is mainly job at first it was, uh, well, here's the thing. In order for you to be seen in that by recruiters and by companies and by headhunters, you actually um, have to play a little bit with the algorithm. And so what Ashley, one of the tips that Ashley gave me was like, okay, first you need to have a minimum of 500 or people on your LinkedIn, right? Uh, connections. 
Wow. In order in order to be seen. So that's something that um, that was one a lot of, of people right now watching are already behind. So that's your first step, guys. And then another thing is you want to you know you want to keep it based upon what industry you're you're looking to get into, right? If it's clinical research, so you want to reach out to I mean, if you if your goal is to become a CRA, um, you might you know something you can do is seek out CRAs within the industry. You know maybe. Um, send them a request, send them a nice, you know, uh, a hi, how are you? Uh, you know, my name is so-and-so. Um, and, you know, simple, you know, um, simple message, not asking really for anything, but just uh, just kind of, you know, networking, reaching out. And um, uh, getting to that 500, 500 uh, connection, uh, uh, you could say like base or point, right? That's, uh, that's, that's when you start getting more exposure and that's when people can actually see you. Uh, I see. So that's just one of the tips that Ashley gave me. The first 500 is the, is the hardest. So yes, now you're, you know, you're a clinical project coordinator. We talk a lot in the Latinos in clinical research interview on what that is and what Marcel does. Um, I imagine you're getting hit up now by recruiters all the time because now you have, valid industry experience you know how is that working for you um yes i do i get a lot of um different offers um i you know and these offers come sometimes it's just uh a message from some you know people that are not in my network just recruiters they'll send you a job offer an in-mail um so i i do get those and um lately i've been getting a lot of uh recruiters for cra positions for cra roles Really? Not a lot, but a handful. Yes. And is that a goal for you? Because I know you, you have a, a little girl, right? A daughter? Yes. So yes. is that something you want to do? Because I know um, it's tough with little kids to do yeah. CRA. Well, no, I, you know, my, my, my girl is uh, a little bit bigger now. Oh, you know, okay. She's grown. Okay. So, you know, that could be an option, right? Um, being a CRA, I, 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 I do see myself possibly going into a CRA role. So you could make a good CRA. The IMGs typically make really good CRAs because of what Judy was saying on the interview, they know the medications, the contraindications. They know patient yeah. safety better than most, better than the coordinator. I can see how that can uh, be an advantage uh, to be to becoming a CRA. Yes, I can see how. Wow. Fit in. So you got a lot going on. Keep growing your LinkedIn, Marcel. We'll definitely do a part two. Uh, it's going to be interesting. You haven't even been in clinical research for a year yet. So it, now that you're on the map, now that you're on my radar, and by the way, you've been very engaged in like most of my live streams. So thank you for that. You give good comments to other people, good suggestions for other IMGs. If you want, maybe we'll splice this part up right here for Instagram or for TikTok. What or YouTube short? What advice in under a minute do you have for international medical graduates who want to work in research? Um, my advice uh, to the IMGs out there is if you're trying to break into clinical research, um, one of the things that I learned um, later on is that um, you kind of want to first get your foot in the door. You know, it really depends on your goals. If if you want to get into a CRO, if you're looking to work at at a research site, um, but if you're trying to go the CRA route and you want to, you know, go work at a CRO or a pharmaceutical or a sponsor, 
um, you want to first try to get your foot in the door because I, I had to learn this kind of the hard way. CRA is not, it's not an entry level role, right? Even if, <laughs> even if you're a doctor, right? Even if you're a medical graduate, you have a lot of knowledge in medicine, but you um, really don't know what it, what it is, what it entails to be, uh, you know, research, uh, clinical, uh, a clinical research associate, right? A CRA. Right. So just um, sometimes you got to be a little bit humble, <laughs> you know, be humble, um, you know, take, take on the volunteer experience. Right. Uh, I, I remember hearing a comment where, yeah, IMGs can do a lot. Um, you know, you, you can do a lot better with your time, but if you're bringing some sort of value to somebody volunteering and learning, I think that's probably the best thing you can do. Right. That's, that's a great, that's a great thing you can do gain experience in the field. And, um, you know, at the same time, uh, you're helping somebody out. So it's, it's, my, my advice would be get your foot in the door and research right now is, is really fast paced, um, fast paced. It's, um, it's a great time to get in great time to, 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 uh, advance professionally within, within research and, and the sky's the limit. There's a lot of, uh, you know, it's a high ceiling. There's a lot of different opportunities within clinical research. Absolutely. Very well said, Marcel. Can't wait to do a part two. We'll, f- we'll follow up with your career both here and on Latinos and clinical research. And for those that watch the videos, you look out in the comments and the live stream, you might see Marcel in there and just tell him, hi, tell him you saw him, tell him, you know, if he inspired you, let him know. Thank you so much, Marcel. Everybody LinkedIn underneath for Marcel and interview to the Latinos and clinical research full interview on there. So thank you very much, Marcel, for coming on. Thank you, Dan, for having me. And thank you, everybody, for watching and listening, and we'll catch you all later. Bye-bye.